thank you for what you have given. At this time, we're going to release our children, ages 3 to 11, for Children's Church. A man, the representative from Graceland Ministry, is at the back of the church. So if you could release your children now. Also, we're going to ask that you silence all mobile devices at this time. And let's receive our pastor, Pastor Gail Brandon, as he brings us the word. Hey, let's stand to our feet tonight. Why don't you get out of your seat? Just welcome some people in the house. Come on, y'all. Stand on up. Welcome some folk to the house. Hey, hey. Come on. Man, let's stand to our feet just for a quick second. Man, get a band a hand. They out here rocking, y'all. I don't know what song that is, but I was writing to it. Kids don't do it. Come on, yeah. I know what song that is. Power belongs to God. Shalita, that ain't it. He's able. Oh, my God. It's got to be one of those, y'all. What's up, Eric? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Come on, Darcel. You got some chops? Hey, hey. Shawnee, you know this? Huh? You forgot it. Who know this song? Come on, mama. Come on, mama. Y'all give her a hand. It's good to have everybody here tonight. I was cracking up earlier. I was watching a video that was flipping on Instagram. And at first I said to myself, man, I don't want to watch this because it was a fight that started out. I don't know if it was a restaurant or a bar or whatever it was. These two girls start fighting. And one of these church guys that was in there starts singing, uh, Victory is mine victory is mine and listen while they're fighting in the place i don't know if it was a choir that was all in there but every person in that place was like victory today it's hard to throw blows when they're hollering i said man that is my go-to from now as soon as i hear mess victory is mine that's where you just keys there (laughs) you keep playing in that key so I said, oh, that's my go-to. So we're going to, we're going to, 
We're going to learn our VEC victory is mine. As soon as there's drama, we hitting them with it, Jenna. You're going to start it out. <laughs> Amen. Good to see everybody here tonight. How many is glad to be in the house? couple things. Well, she's sleeping. She came up to me in the office earlier and she said, Dad, I said, what? She said, repeat after me. I said, what, Kay? She said, I am. I said, I am pastor. I said, pastor. She said, Gail Dadioskis. I said, Gail Dadioskis. She said, and today is my birthday. I said, well, whose birthday? She said, or, no, say Cadence's birthday. And I said, well, I was going to announce, but she's knocked out over there. So she's been partying. So uh, she's really tired. But it's. What is the dead has risen? I heard them beads. Cadence. Cadence. You feel God on that? Come on, somebody. She's going to be 10 years old. I know, I, was, I, I know, I was just checking. I was just checking. She's going to be nine years old, y'all. Everybody say, happy birthday, Kay. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, she's excited. Listen, also, tomorrow, before we get into Word tonight, which we're getting ready to get into, uh, I will be ministering tomorrow um, in Flint, Michigan. At, I think the service starts at noon. So if anyone want to take that ride up there, uh, just go on my page, my Facebook page or Instagram page. And if you follow me, just go and look at the directions there um, and come on in and, and fellowship with us. It's going to be live. So uh, that church is really, really good. Pastor Denard Lakes, he used to come down to VC uh, during the time of healing for him. And uh, that's one thing I love about our house, man. It's a place where people can also come and heal and uh, detox. You know, everybody needs a detox um, in their life at some point from whatever they're going through. And so I'm just thankful for a house that provides that environment and people that are loving. How many know that we got some good folk here? Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, you're part of that. Were you ready for the word tonight? Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you guys, man. Let's give the band a hand one more time. Y'all did great tonight. Let's swing over here to Proverbs. We're going to start in Proverbs uh, chapter 30, that's 30 eyes. I, I just looked at my notes and seen that I hit caps on the three, so it's actually Proverbs something different, zero. So uh, Proverbs 30, 21, 23, and uh, we're going to swing down through there. Tonight I want to talk about uncommon thinking. And uh, I want to challenge you tonight. Um, every week is a challenge. Every week is a challenge. This is a season of clarity for for me and my family and just everything God's doing. God is pulling Pastor Shawnee and I in so many different directions. So many things happening right now um, with what God is preparing us to do. And you all are, are a part of it. And so I'm really excited. I've got people coming into my life who are giants in whatever sphere of influence that they are in. And we're talking and meeting and discussing and I'm trying to figure this out. Um, this is, you know, one thing I am is vulnerable. I think that leadership should be vulnerable. If you follow anybody simply because you think they have all the answers, you're walking a dangerous path. You should always ask people what their questions are. Um, because you can learn more about somebody by what they're asking than what they're teaching. Ooh. Um, uh, because it shows humility. It shows vulnerability. It shows growth shows trajectory it shows a lot of things and um 
we have to surround ourselves with people. And watch this here. I want you to really open up. Y'all ready for this tonight? Because I'm going to teach this thing. You got to surround yourself with people that know more about what you are pursuing than you do. Which means you have to start out from a foundation of realizing what you do not know. Well, Pastor, how can I know what I don't know? Easy. Look at the reality you're living in. You can think you know something, and then you look at your reality, and it will teach you what you don't know. It'll teach you what you don't know. Your today is yesterday's thinking. Say that again. Your today is yesterday's thinking. The reality that you live in today has been shaped by the thoughts you entertained yesterday. Now, you can rebuke the devil, you can rebuke the enemy, you can rebuke all these different people, but there's nobody to blame but you and what you have fellowshiped with in your yesterday. It's how it is. You can play the blame game. You can blame everything and everybody, systems, governments, people, family members, dad, mom. You can do all of that. But I'm telling you right now, the only one to really blame for your circumstances today is you. There's something that you're not doing because you do not know enough about what you're supposed to be doing. And it is imperative to not be intimidated by people who know more than you. If you're intimidated by greatness, you're never going to become great. If you're drawn to it, you're going to become great. Greatness is not measured by how many people are following a voice. It's measured by how many people are changed by a voice. Greatness is not measured by how many people follow a voice. It's measured by how many people are changed by a voice. There's millions of people following people that are irrelevant as it relates to kingdom culture. They're building churches, but not people. There's people who are gifted in structure and those type of things that know how to get crowds. But there's a reason why the most prolific, powerful, anointed person to ever walk the earth in Christ Jesus only had 12, and in the 12, separated three. People are after truth. People are after things that make what they want to be truth feel right. In other words, they're pursuing things that are marrying their own agendas. Every person in this room has been through some hell. Can you say amen? How many have been through double hell? Any triple hells? Come on, I've been there. Everybody has. One of the dangers of going... I'm going to get these things clean, trust me. I've been, I've been saying this dog... I hate glasses. I hate glasses. Huh? Oh, thanks, Jenna. Come on, praise the Lord. Keeping great for me here mama hit you I heard you hit that run to me she sits there y'all and, and y'all don't realize I give her the mic should set this place on fire so watch this 
It is imperative. Thank you, Jenna. It's imperative um, to understand that if you are going to get to the next level, you've got to surround yourself with people that can equip you to do so. Now, here's the danger, and this is, this is what we're talking about, uncommon thinking today. Everybody in this room has been through some type of hell in their life. You have things in your heart that are there that are not meant to be there. Um, there is something in your personality that is underdeveloped, which is keeping you in relational dysfunction. Um, because listen, favor comes through relationships. If you don't know how to do relationships, you don't need to walk in favor. The purpose of favor is for people. It's not for your happiness. The purpose of real favor is so that you can be a blessing to equip and help other people. It's not so you can have the best cars and houses and walk around saying, you know, God did it. That, that, <laughs> that isn't what favor is for. That's poverty speaking. Real money, real favor, real influence is about helping and changing people. Amen, somebody? And so I want, I'm going to get into this thing tonight because this is major. So all of us who have been through hell and have things that we've walked through in our life, which is all of us, one of the things the enemy tries to get you to do is to fix you. And the only way to get out of the dysfunction that many of us are living in from a perspective of dysfunction is to trust the Holy Spirit's leading. And then also realize that in that journey of trusting the Holy Spirit, he will connect you with people who will absolutely challenge you. I've learned this about truth. It will irritate you before it frees you. When God is trying to grow you up, he will put you in the lives of people that will challenge you and it will be irritating to you. Why? Because they're coming against what your flesh wants. And it'll irritate you. This is also why most people never grow up. Is because they want to take the road comfortable. Comfort is keeping us from purpose. When people go to the gym and you see somebody extremely fit, most people see muscle. I see discipline. It's different. I work out as hard as everybody, but I also eat as bad as everybody. I'm in the gym. I'm putting the work in. My discipline problem is when I get home and she's, good Lord. Babe, she, she. Who who told me to tell them to bring over uh, those wings from uh, Captain J's? What was it? Come on, tell the truth, Chantel. Come on. Lemon, pepper, them them boys, listen. They're good. But, man, your gut expands immediately. (laughs) And I can't say no to them. If they're in the house, I feel like it's, it's just, yeah, it's just not good stewardship. It's like, God, listen, you'll find a way to please the flesh. I'm telling you, God, God, you put them there. Them chickens had a purpose. Uh, who am I to say no to what them chi- They died. They was martyred. Not murdered. They was martyred. There was purpose on that chicken's life. Come on, somebody. Chris back there, you preaching. <laughs> so let's get in this. Y'all ready? 
Okay, look at here. Proverbs 30. Now, this is not Solomon speaking. A lot of people assume that. Let me just give you some quick Bible teaching. How many appreciate what you learn when you come to the house, right? Okay, first of all, Psalms is not all David. There's Moses in there. There's a whole bunch of people that's writing Psalms. So you need to read the chapter to find out. Uh, just like Proverbs is not all Solomon. This is not Solomon here. This is a, uh Arabian quote that is kind of coming from a collection of wisdom quotes. But it's very true. It made the book for a purpose. And so watch this here. Pastor Tim, let's, let's read. Ready? You want me to start at verse 20? Uh, sure. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I have done no wrong. Under three things, the earth quakes. Yeah, we should have started at 21. <laughs> you got to go back now, man. You can't. Now you got to think they're adulterous because they wiped their mouth. You better not use that napkin, you unlocker. Like, that's that's just crazy if you read in context. Yeah, so we'll break that down some other time. Everybody's good. Use that napkin. So here we go. Let's read. Under three things the earth quakes, and under four it cannot bear up. Okay, watch this, guys. This right here is huge. Watch this right here. Let's read. Under a slave when he becomes king. Well, okay, let's stop for a second. Under three things, go back up to the top here. What's here? It says the earth quakes. Watch. In other words, it trembles. The foundations tremble. This is big. Watch. How many is called to business? Anybody called to be a business? Entrepreneurs? Here? Come on, raise your hand. Get it up there. If you can't do this, I'm not sure you're convinced of it. Right? Called to be a business person? If you're not even, if you're not called to be an entrepreneur, you're called to lead something. Are you called to lead a family? Called to raise sons, fathers. Father's Day is coming up. Come on, somebody. Yep, come on. Be a good daddy. Nothing changes the world like being a good dad. That changes the world. You're doing kingdom stuff. Being a good mom, that changes the world. Come on now. If you raise them in the ways that they should go, they'll never depart. Right? And so this is, this is major. You're over something. You're responsible for something. You're going somewhere that is going to be you walking in responsibility. And this is very, very, very important to get this principle. He says that, listen here, he says, under three things, the earthquakes. Under four, it cannot bear up. In other words, everything that is underneath this person in the next verse is going to be quaking. It's going to have no foundation. It's going to have no strength. It's going to be impossible to build upon. Why? What's it say? When a slave becomes king. What is it saying? Jabin is saying when you put somebody that is still poverty in their mindset, in a place of authority, everything underneath them feels it. They're not leadership ready yet. Why? Because they still think it's about them. What do slave mentality, what is that? That's somebody who's only looking for their freedom. They don't realize that the purpose of real, real delegation as it relates to favor and responsibility is about how you steward that to bless the people. When you put people in leadership, that it's all about them, they are proving that they are still in a pauper's mindset. They still have a mindset that is not developed for leadership. Leadership, real leadership, is always thinking about the people. 
It's never about how many cars I can get, how many houses I can get, how much money. I'm not chasing the bag. I'm chasing the will of God as it, as it relates to the people I'm serving. We have far too many pastors, leaders, church people that are in a position that are seeking this. They have not got, they have not developed a heart for real leadership. They're just looking for a title so they can feel like there's somebody special. That is proof of a pauper's mindset. You're dressing to impress. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying you shouldn't dress a certain way in certain environments. But if you're dressing a certain way only to satisfy this pauper's mindset, you, you're working backwards. you got to go through a season to where God can shift your thinking. Because if, you, if God can't get to your thoughts, he can't shape your future. Even teaching this now, I can feel something's there. Something's like, eh. why? That's, that's, <laughs> that's why the real leaders are very few. Jesus, in his day, said, listen, man, the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Most people do not want to face the necessary challenges to become what God wants them to become. And they waste their entire life complaining when all you had to do is surrender your thought process. That's all you had to do is surrender your thoughts. That's why I said it's uncommon thinking. It's not common. Sense isn't common. Whoever came up with common sense. Amen. Okay, put this down. So I'm, I'm going to do some teaching here tonight. So look at here. Oh, just finish that passage for me, Pastor Tim. Thank you, sir. Under a slave when he becomes king and a fool when he is satisfied with food. Under an unloved woman when she gets a husband and a maidservant when she supplants her mistress. So here's what the Message Bible says in this translation. Four things shake its foundation. When a janitor becomes boss. When a fool gets rich. When a prostitute is voted woman of the year. The Message Bible's a trip, y'all. <laughs> I love it. When a girlfriend replaces a faithful wife. It can't bear up. Whatever you're trying to build will crumble. See, I just read you four conditions. Most people see the circumstances. What you need to see is the thought process. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's good. That's what you need to see. That's good. That's what you need to see. Well, man, she ain't acting right. Quit cheating on her. He ain't acting right. Start respecting him. Come on, I'm not just beating up men here. Some of y'all women need to learn how to be respectful. That's huge for a man too. Listen, some will say, well, they don't deserve it. They don't, listen, real honor is not earned. It's discerned. Honor is an offensive weapon that God gives you to build people and put them in the right place. I'm trying. Come on now. It's something that God uses. Honor is a weapon. It is a it's in your arsenal. You can use it as a weapon to build them. Paul said, see no man after the flesh. For a reason. 
It's not that you can't talk about what they did and what's happening and how it makes you feel. All that stuff is there. I heard somebody say to me down in North Carolina, we was at a church one time. They said, they said, Pastor, when he said, forgetting those things which are behind me, I said, read the context. That has nothing to do with what you're thinking it's saying. What Paul's saying when he said, forgetting those things which are behind me, he just got done bragging about how he keeps the law better than everybody else. But he said, but forgetting those things which are behind me. Paul's not forgetting his failures. He's forgetting his victories. So what am I saying? When they do you wrong, you better be humble enough for them to talk about it. If you're really sorry, you'll also have patience with the people you hurt. The fact that they're hurt speaks of their love and affection for you. When people I don't know do me wrong, it just it's like water off a duck's back. But I'm hurt when people I love do me wrong. So hurt is something that is showing me. When somebody's hurt by what they do, it's because they held me in a place of respect, honor, and love. So be patient enough to hear them out. If you had the space to hurt them, you better create the space to hear them. I'm teaching tonight. Come on, somebody. Yeah, that's how we reconcile things. That's how we get past this stuff. Quit calling things your past when you're still in your present. It may have happened yesterday, but you brought it into today. Okay, put this down. We must recognize what our way of thinking is producing or not producing. We're talking about uncommon thinking, okay? You need to recognize what your way of thinking is not producing or that it is or isn't producing. How do you recognize that? Look at your reality. Look at your reality. Dreams encourage us. They do not persuade God. They encourage us. They do not persuade God. Amen. I'm glad I serve a father that I can't fool. My God, everybody needs a relationship that you can't fool. And how you cling to that relationship speaks of your intentions about your future. Man, see, now y'all said amen and all the other stuff. That was probably the most deep thing that was said today. I'm telling you right now, how you value the real relationships in your life determines how serious you are about the change that you're trying to make. If you're avoiding those people because they know the real you, you're not ready to change. They know too much about me. No, no, that's all right, though. They're still there, which means they love you. It's love that covers a multitude of sin. You need to ask yourself, Pastor know a whole lot about me, but he's still there. Why? Because I love you. (laughs) Your future, your future means more to me than your past. Every person has a past. And every person has a future, they just, not every person sees it. Wow. Wow. Put this down. Every reality is a byproduct of thoughts. Every reality is a byproduct of thoughts. I did not have time to go here, but I'm going to go here for a second. Go over to Genesis 11. Man, I hope you all get this. I want to show you the power of your thinking today. 
you know, this is a quick, uh, this is a quick, I, I wish I would have a, uh, Pastor Candace, you, is that you back there? I can't, okay. She may have seen this um, be in her field of her degree. So you can grab a, a chain and put a penny on it or put a ring on it and you can hold it very still. Try this when you get home. Hold it very still and start thinking what direction you want that thing to start swaying. And I promise you, it will sway to your thoughts. If I want it to go right and left, it will start moving right and left. If I want to stop it and it go this way, it'll start moving that way. I want you to try it when you get home. The reason why... This is so powerful. And someone said, well, will it work if I just hang it on something? No, because the energy is coming from your mind through your body. Watch it. Why? It's something that you, you can demonstrate the power of your thinking. It literally creates realities. The reason some of you are not walking in favor, you don't see yourself walking in favor. You don't see yourself being blessed. You don't see anything changing in your life. You still caught up on all the stuff that happened to you. Start working through it. Start working through it. We, we, we know what happened. It happened. It's over. Start working through it. Amen, somebody. At some point, you got to man up. It happened. Walk through it now. Don't stay stuck in that. Walk through it. Everything you went through, everything you went through, God can use to further you in what he's called you to do. Amen, somebody. So watch here. Everybody put this down. I said this already, but today is a reflection of yesterday's thinking. Today is a reflection of yesterday's thinking. So watch here. Okay, look at here. Now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Watch here, verse 3. It says, they said to one another, come let us make bricks and burn. Now watch this thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and used tar for mortar. Watch this, verse 4. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city. Now watch this. Notice they have not started building yet. And the tower whose top will reach into the heaven and let us make ourselves a name. Otherwise, we'll be scattered across, abroad, over the face of the earth. Now watch this, verse 5. Then the Lord said, then the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. This is what grabs me. They had not even start building. They just grabbed the resources. All they had was a thought. And God said, it's build, being built. All they had was a thought. They, they had not even started building anything. And God said, let's come and see what they're building. Why? Because it started in their thinking. This is how powerful the mind is. God knows that every foundation to the things he's called you to starts with you adjusting your thinking. This is why we fall short because we do not want to surrender our thinking. You have to realize that there is thoughts that you are thinking that are actually working against the purpose of God for your life. I'm going to say it again. There are thoughts that you are entertaining that are working against God for your life. God has a plan, a direction, a path. And everything that he's got for you that's laid up, whether it's favor, whether it's peace, whether it's victory, whether it's finances, whatever it is, God has that over here. But your intentions for your life are way over here. 
And God's saying, golly, I'm going to keep wrestling with y'all. Get over here. But you keep thinking over here. Why? Because survival led you there. You're so caught up trying to survive a thing, you're never learning to live. I'm just surviving. I just, you asking God for crumbs. You're not dogs. You're not dogs. Jesus said the dogs are permitted to eat the crumbs at the master's table. You're not dogs. Come on, somebody. Quit surviving it. It's time to get out of the hospital and get into the street. The greatest place for thinking and thoughts, the greatest, the most genius thoughts you'll ever have come during a walk. Why? That's how God likes to communicate when you're moving. You want to reconsider your life? Get out of the house and start taking a walk. Nice day tonight. Take a walk. Let the Holy Spirit, he loves to talk to us while we're in transition. The voice of God is more clear when you're walking. Come on, somebody. I think God loves walking more than he likes running. It's hard to think when you're running. Anybody mature in God knows how to, the value of a slow pace. You're running too fast, you miss details that you was meant to see. Mature people don't value quick. They value effectiveness. This is good stuff tonight. Amen. So look at here. So go to Romans 10. Romans 10, 17. Just give me about 10 minutes. So listen, this is important. I'm going to show you how to change your thinking here, okay? This this is important. How many are interested in that? Okay. Watch this. This is important because this, this matters. So changing your thinking only comes through a constant relationship with a new paradigm. So when God puts you around people, that's going to challenge your... See, one of the things, another Proverbs, which I love, one of my favorite ones, is that if you're a man given to appetite, if you're invited to a table with rulers, and you're a man given to appetite, it says literally take night and cut your throat. Now, don't do that, literally. What he's saying is, when you're at the table with people that know more than you, shut up. You're talking too much. Well, I'm the oldest. That don't mean time does not mean maturity. Matter of fact, when you start mature, I love what Kanye West said, and I'm not an advocate for some of the things he does, but there's a side to Kanye that's brilliant. And Kanye said in one of his things, they said, well, man, who's your influence? He said, well, man, who are you looking up to? He said, I'm not looking up to, to people you think I am. I, look, I, I go to the younger generation. They're the ones with all the creative ideas. He said, they're the ones that are actually inspiring me to do A, B, and C. It's the younger generation. Anybody who's getting older is smart if you value people younger than you. Jesus changed the world and taught everybody, and he was 30. We often think of him as this old man. He was a kid. He was 30 years old, and he was confounding the wise. These apostles was not old men, Jess. These apostles were young dudes. That were out here and they was teaching and they had experience with God. Wisdom doesn't come through experience with life. Wisdom comes through experience with Christ. You can know something that life teaches you. But you can become something that Christ teaches you. Amen, somebody. So this is very important. When you have time and you spend time with God, his DNA becomes your DNA. 
And so this is important. So watch this. Changing your thinking only comes through consistent fellowship with whatever paradigm that you're, you're running after. So if God's called you to business, right, and you're supposed to be called to business, there's two principles that you should already have in your notes right now. Number one, I've got to crucify a slave mentality. If it's pauper thinking, if it's still every time I get paid, it's about this, that, and stuff that don't matter. I'm going to make sure I got the, this on and that on and doing this and all this stuff. But your bills ain't paid. You are a pauper. You're a pauper. If you're spending your resources on stuff that don't matter and it's all image stuff, you're a pauper. God's trying to get rid of that so that you can be responsible. You only walk in favor at the level you're responsible with the resources that he gives you. Amen, somebody. If God has only given you $1,000 a, a week and that's, that's what you got at $4,000 a month or whatever month it is, then listen, you shouldn't be looking for a house way more than what you can, what you can afford at that point. That don't even make no sense. You shouldn't be trying to get yourself into stuff through your credit that your, your money can't pay for. You're setting yourself up for failure. That's pauper thinking. Come on, somebody. Well, my friends got it. You're not your friend. You do not compete with them. You compete with you. Come on, somebody. When you're faithful over the little, God makes you rule over much. How come he didn't say when you're faithful over much? He didn't say that. He never said when you're faithful over much. No, no, no. He said, I'm going to judge you by what you do with little. What you do with $100 is the same that you'll do with $50,000. It may take you longer to spend you'll do it why because it's a mindset everybody wants to be a leader very few people are groomed for it why was david a successful king because when he was anointed king it took him 17 years from the time he was anointed to get to the throne he was processed for 17 years saul was given it immediately david had training And he had training in a season of 17 years of having nothing, running, hiding, smuggling people in and out, running for his life, not sure he had food. Had at one point he had to act like he was mentally ill and he would spit on his beard just so that people so he could disguise his royalty so they wouldn't understand who he was. He was acting unbecomingly because he knew that if he acted the way that he would act something on. See, when you're anointed, you can't go into every place because there's something about you that draws attention. Why? Because you are anointed. You have a presence on your life. When I go places, there's people that come up to me or Shawnee all the time. Ain't you so-and-so? Yeah. What made you wonder me? I, there's something about you. It's the way you walk. It's the way you talk. It's the way you... Just something different about people who have been processed by the Spirit. It's different. Our vibe is different. Our, our, our understanding is different. Our patience is different because we've been walking with the spirit. Amen. And so th- this is important. So watch this. Go to Romans 10, 17. I'm going to show you how to change your mind. Watch this. Principle two. Number one, let's get rid of the pauper mindset. That sucks. Trust me, that season sucks. I'm going to say it anointed. That sucks. Ain't no way to say it. It's terrible that season is not fun when God is trying to crucify that. Why? Because all of your appetites got to change. And those appetites are, them, them, listen, they'll keep you in a poverty mindset for the rest of your life. You spend the money where you don't need to spend money, and then you're begging somebody that you should have never been begging. 
I need help. You didn't need help. You need stewardship. God has given you everything you need. You're just creating more needs than you should. You're getting yourself into situations. God has given you enough to survive whatever you're going through. You're putting more on you than you can bear. Jeez. He won't put more on you than you can bear, but we can. Come on, somebody. This okay? Come on, just say, preach it real. So look at here, Romans 10. It says, so then faith comes by what? And what? Faith comes by hearing, then what? And hearing. Wait, wait. Stop there. I'm trying to show you how to renew your mind. Faith comes by hearing, then what? You have to consistently keep hearing. It's not just hearing once and then I change my mind. You have to fellowship with whatever God is trying to get you to see. If God says, right now I'm in a season right now that God is teaching me all about infrastructure. That's all I'm studying. That's where I'm at. I'm listening to every leadership guru that I can about infrastructure, why it works, everybody. I mean, I'm, 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 that's what I'm doing. Every time I go to sleep at night, I'm putting YouTube on. It's listening. It's getting into my spirit. It's, it's in my hearing. I wake up, go to the gym. I'm listening to it. I am making sure I'm getting all the resources I can right now. And I'm telling you, it's making me feel like less than a leader. Why? Because I'm realizing where my deficiencies are. And it's, it's extremely frustrating um, at this point, but it's necessary for me to be able to position us to where we're going, right? Because if, 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 if I'm not willing to change, why would I even teach what I'm teaching to you? It don't make no sense. And so I'm getting everything I can. I'm hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And so I keep listening and re-listening and keep listening. I'm fellowshipping with this model. I know that to get where we got to go, we've got the gifts, we've got the music, we've got the teaching, we've got the charisma, we got everything in this house. VC can stand with any house in the city of Detroit when you're talking about that. Where we can't measure up is the structure. Why? Because of me. I didn't come from structure. I came from poverty. People that come from poverty have to wrestle with these things. Because as soon as you get something, you want to reward yourself. You're better than where you was, but you're not equipped for where you're going. You'll get caught up. You'll die in the celebration of a quick check. Never realizing it was only seed that was supposed to be in the ground to take you to somewhere else. People that have a poverty mindset will be rewarded by something and they'll spend it on their lust. When it was always meant to be a seed to grow a forest. Everybody say hearing and hearing. Y'all getting this tonight? I feel this thing tonight. This is like a leadership session. There are two mindsets in scripture. There's Adam, because now I just talked about all this other stuff. Now I'm going to switch it just for a second. There's Adam, the first Adam, who was the fallen nature. Why did he fall? Because he ate of a tree he wasn't supposed to eat of. Right? 
Notice that he ate fruit. It never says an apple. Get that out of our thinking. He ate the fruit of a tree. And what was, what was the byproduct of that? That he would begin to have wisdom and knowledge and he would see as God sees, correct? And then he knew that he was naked, so he tried to hide. The fallen nature, what the fallen nature does is it leans to its own wisdom. The old Adam is always trying to fix its condition. It's trying to understand it. You will go on a lot. Some of the stuff that happened to us from a fallen nature, you will never get clarity on. And you searching for them answers, you're going to end up dying trying that. When you come to Christ, you got to understand something very, very important. The cure to the fallen nature, the fallen Adam, is death. God's never trying to fix Adam. He's trying to kill it. Your function in the body of Christ is to now come into relationship with Christ and who he's called you to be. What scripture says is the last Adam, right? Many of us waste time trying to understand Adam rather than being intimate with our new self in Christ. So I want to I go here, and I'm almost done, but go to Romans one twenty one. Watch this. This is a very serious chapter. Paul's dealing with some things here. Go ahead and read, Pastor Tim. Watch this, guys. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. Okay, Father, I thank you right now for opening up our spirit, man, to receive this part especially. Help us to not just see this from our minds, but to see it from our hearts. I thank you in Jesus' name. He said, look, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him or as God or give thanks. I need you guys to catch this. This is very deep stuff. Or give thanks, but they became futile. How many know what the word futile means? Anybody? Okay, futile literally means purposeless. In other words, when you think, when you have futile thinking, you're not thinking with purpose. Which means you are now engaging in a path that is going against God's intentions. Okay? This is very important to get. So many people are living life fighting God's intentions for them. I, I, listen, I, 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 and this is not, I'm not single nobody out here because I, I, I say this to everybody and, I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. I can't want God's will for you more than you can. How many of you got a text or a call, Pastor? Go, hey man, miss you Saturday. Just hope praying for you. Love to see you, man. I'm missing you. How, how many got that text? Anyone? Come on, look at how many hands up. Come on, get them up. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because I'm always thinking about you. It's not because I need butts in the seats. I'm trying to get you connected to the right stuff consistently. You cannot walk in purpose and you're, I only see you once every two months. Uh, it don't work that way. Why? It's not about tap punching your church card. It's about consistent teaching that is equipping you. That's what it's about. It's not about punching a church card. So more, more 
moral thing. It's about being under consistent teaching that is encouraging you to grow in the things of God. You need this. Paul said, forsake not the assembly of yourself. Forsake not. You need to be in the body of Christ. You need to be in the house. There's few things in my family. We got non-negotiables. Don't call me for no, no, nothing on. It's very few times you'll see me miss church. I don't miss church. This, this is very important to me. My life, my everything. I need this. I need to see the people. I need your hugs. I need your love. I, I got to be. There's something special about the corporate gathering. Amen, somebody. How many have come in depressed one time and you left completely feeling better? Right. That's what the body does. Spiritual immune system heals itself. And so watch this. He says here, he says that, and this is here, he says that they're futile in their thoughts or the speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Professing to be wise, they became fools. This is major here because I want to talk about this just for a second. Put this down if you're taking notes. First of all, thanking or thanksgiving is a posture of honor, first of all. What is thanksgiving? It's not you and I running around saying, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, I'm thankful, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's not what it is. And it's certainly not a holiday. All right? Thanksgiving isn't you, pastor, saying, give him thanks. Oh, give thanks. You know, that's not what thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is a posture. It starts with honoring God. It's very difficult. If you don't learn this tool, you're not going to grow. You will never renew your mind outside if you have an inability to remain thankful. If, if you're only thankful when you're happy, you've not tapped into this resource. How you doing? It's not going good. Are you thankful? Yes. That's maturity. Why? Because here's what Thanksgiving is. Guys, this will grow you up here. You with me? A life of thanksgiving keeps us from forming conclusions that do not reflect God's will. My God. A life of thanksgiving keeps us from conclusions that do not reflect the will of God. All hell's breaking loose. That's where you need to be thankful. Thanksgiving keeps a heart from being offended. God can't change you if he only works with what satisfies you. Man, man, man. If God only has permission to touch what makes you happy, he cannot change you. He has to have access to what makes you uncomfortable. How many years are you going to keep wasting? Look at yourself in the mirror. You ain't happy. You ain't been happy in years. You look miserable. <laughs> Some of y'all look mean. You're not happy. What you're doing is clearly not working. Why do you keep flirting with it? Come on, guys. You're not happy. You've been miserable for years. Why do you keep thinking you could do the same thing and get a different result? It's time to give God access to the things that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where your growth happens. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. Here's the other thing about real thanksgiving. Thanksgiving keeps our hearts adjustable. 
pride. Pride comes with concrete. Thanksgiving comes with sand. Jesus, the law came on stone. Jesus wrote in sand. (laughs) The law came on stone. Jesus wrote in sand. Come on, somebody. Why does he write on sand? Because God will tell you to do one thing. And then as soon as you're obedient and he sees your obedience to the one thing, he'll tell you to stop it and do another thing. Yeah, how do you know that? Look at Abraham. Go kill Isaac. He gets up there, builds the altar, ready to kill him. God says, don't touch him. We don't stand on what God said. We stand on what he's saying. Come on now. You don't stand on what he said. You stand on what he's saying. If you stand on what he said, you become religious. You'll make an idol out of a moment rather than walk in a relationship. (laughs) Oh, man, this is good stuff. I want you to write this down. This really hit me, and I'm, 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 I'm beyond time here. Everybody say, there are no accidents. Everybody say, there's no accidents. There's just some purpose we have yet to understand. There's no accidents in God. There's just purpose you have yet to understand. Why'd God take so-and-so? Why'd they have to die? I know it hurts. But there's purpose just yet to understand. Thanksgiving keeps you from forming conclusions before purpose is yet revealed. Why? A heart of thanksgiving stops us from putting handcuffs on God. A heart of thanksgiving says, I honor you in such a way I don't understand, but I'm going to walk with you in it. That's what thanksgiving does, y'all. It keeps me adjustable. I always, as a pastor, I'm intimately involved with people. And I can always tell when a heart is no longer in thanksgiving. You can't counsel them. You can't counsel them. Your counsel is not valuable to them anymore. Why? Because they've made a decision and it's in concrete. We do things so backwards in the church. I want to get married. And then what you guys do is sign up for marriage counseling. What you're really doing is just putting in the time so that you can get married. Marriage counseling should be something that after counseling, the counselor should say, "Eh, I don't think this one's going to work. We went through counseling. I looked at what he said, what she said. I'm telling you right now, you're in trouble. You're not ready for marriage. You may be ready for sex. You're not ready for marriage. That's why a lot of people get married. You're just trying to feel good in the moment. Most people prepare for a wedding, not a marriage. Come on, somebody. Right? This this okay tonight? Thanksgiving will cause your mind to change. Matter of fact, the beauty of Thanksgiving it was a call. It, first, it will cause your mind to not change. 
In other words, God is good. You go through some hell, you're still walking in God is good. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in black church my whole life. One of the things that's always been said is God is good. God is good. We say it out of cliche, but it is a profound revelation that he is good all the time. When I'm going through hell, God is good all the time. When things ain't working out, he's still good all the time. I decide to walk in Thanksgiving all the time. I don't understand why this is taking place, but God is good all the time. I don't understand why so-and-so did that, but he's still good all the time. It don't matter what I'm going through. God is good all the time. All the time. His goodness may not look like my happiness all the time, but he's still good. His goodness may not look like happiness all the time, but he's still good. Come on now. God never called you to have a life of pure happiness. He called you. He's going to give you peace. But happiness, that thing comes and goes. Come on. There ain't nobody that walked with the Lord in Scripture that was happy all the time. Jesus didn't go to the cross like, hey, hallelujah. Come on now. He said, Father, if there's any way, let this thing pass. Come on, somebody. But God will give you peace. What takes you to your journey is not happiness. It's peace. What takes you to you through the journey is peace. It's, it's, it's standing in thanksgiving. It's a mindset. You want to change your mind? Use the value of being thankful. Use the value of being thankful. Get out of this season where you're complaining and all hell's breaking loose and woe is me, man. It's time to mature. It's time to grow up. They did what they did. It's over. It's time to grow. Your destiny. Your destiny and you have a destiny. God will bring people into your life that are designed to help further you in the things God has called you to. You're not in this house by accident. You meeting me is not by accident. Me meeting you is not by accident. Come on, somebody. Do you realize that you even being alive the odds of that one little swimming seed, that one little swimming egg that just finds that, that play. You know how much competition it was for the breath that you are having right now? Even in the, even in the, the embryo state, you, know, you realize what took place there? You're here for a purpose. You was born because you was fighting at the beginning. Give up now. It's time to change, guys. I want you to stand to your feet. Woo! You receive this? There are no accidents. There's only some purpose we have yet to understand. There are no accidents. Only purpose we have yet to understand. I want you to put your hands on your, your head here. Father, thank you for them. I want you to say this. I give myself permission to change right now. My future begins now. Woo. Lord, come on, say, Lord, bring into my life every resource needed to change my now.